Doc is in the building. You love to see it. Always love seeing the good old Doc. It's great to have him too. So I think uh, I think we might as well get the party started. Twist this knobaroo and fire the engine in five, four, three, two, and one. Top of the morning, folks. Good afternoon and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hand Planet Podcast. Episode number seven, lucky number seven. You know what? It's actually episode number eight, lucky number eight. My favorite number, as a matter of fact. And we got a hell of a guest in the building tonight. Super excited to uh, speak with him, speak about a lot of the legendary stories we got on tap. And um, it's always going to be a good time. We have a proud Baylor Bear. A proud rugby warrior, a proud Des Moines University graduate, and a proud soon-to-be king of testosterone doctors in the United States, hopefully, probably, the world. Getting there one step at a time, it is the man of the hour, Mr. Walter Woodruff. Walt, how we doing, bro? Hey, it's good to be on. We've been talking about this for a long time. Glad you finally decided to do it. Oh, brother, you're too kind. Um, you know, I'm enjoying every episode. I'm enjoying sitting down and just having an old fashioned chat as much as you can these days. Yeah. Try simulating that. And uh, I think it's a good thing to put it in the history books and in the, in the modern history books of uh the podcast realm so i'm loving it brother we're good i've listened to every episode uh i'm a little biased but even the episodes i didn't know the guest i was loved it i think people who don't know you are kind of drawn to you and i think that they're gonna like the podcast even if they don't know you just because of what a character you are and the stories and the guest the incredible guests you've had on so i think it's been great well you don't gotta toot my horn too hard, big guy. You're a hell of a guy. Appreciate it. Oh. But, I love what uh, you're doing, Pete. Big fan. Oh, brother. Big fan of what you're doing, too. And I'm fired oh. up for it. I'm excited because you are gonna be, I hope you know, you're gonna be like my doctor once. Yeah. Once everything comes together. That's what, that's the goal. So what's what what type of doctor are we shooting for? Again, I know, you know, I want you to be men's health, TRT doc. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm a little biased, but like, what do you want? What, what, what are some of the things you want to uh, help heal in the, in the world? So I know we kind of joke about it, but I really am interested in men's health and uh, testosterone replacement. I think it's something that a lot of people don't realize how it affects the men as they age. Um, losing muscle mass, sex drive, uh, athletic performance. I think those are all really important things that um, we as men really put a high value on and that, uh, you know, people will pay and want to pursue if given the option. But right now I'm studying to become, uh, well, I'm training to become internal medicine doctor, which is your, the doctor that you're, you know, anybody, if you were had pneumonia, if you were sick, if you were in the emergency department, they said, we need to keep you overnight. That's the kind of doctor I'm going to be, or I'll be in the clinic seeing adult patients. I don't see any kids, just adults. So you're not studying any pedi pediatric shit. You don't need to. No. Just adults. Okay. That's my specialty. Brother. I love it. I think that's yeah. good though, too, because like, you know, I respect all forms of being a doctor because, you know, going to school, all the tests, all the shit that goes with it. It's a lot. It ain't, it ain't up my alley or I, you know, I don't know if I could do it. So I respect it a lot. And well, you know, you're pretty good at health. You know a thing or well, two. I do. I, I appreciate that brother. I feel like I do know a good amount and I try, I've always been like super intrigued by science, biology, optimizing human performance um 
diet, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards. I've always, I've been intrigued by how you can wire it together to get the most out of it. You know, and yeah. it's, it's like a very complicated thing, but the thing is, is what's beautiful is YouTube university, as I like to call it, has some of the best knowledge in the world on there. And I, I, yeah, I ain't talking shit about, you know, any universities because, you know, Baylor, hell of a school. But I will say that in our modern society, if you want to learn something and you feel very strongly about learning about it and you're intrigued, I feel like we live in a world now where you got no excuse to just get after it and go learn what you're trying to think about, which... That's a different story trying to choose well, what you got to think about, but you know, it's, 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 we got a lot of access. crazy, crazy how our world is different from our parents' world where you can hop online, take a master class from the world's best minds. Um, and yep. it, it'll cost you less back in the day. You had to go to school to learn from the experts. Nowadays you can hop online. I can be watching a video within seconds and learning from some of the, you know, like the, uh, uh, like a New York 50 time best-selling author and yeah, he became a billionaire doctor and he wrote this book and shit and like everything he did, he, those type of guys are two level where they, they've got it structured where they've already built like a whole course and you know, Grant Cardone, you know, you know, good old Grant. What a beauty. Yeah. You, you, you know, him. you know him if you saw him. He uh, big business mogul. He's in a lot of like, it's it's, or sales and negotiation and entrepreneurial videos. Yeah, savage. Anyways, he uh, like, he has his own university. Like it's all online, but it's like, you know, that's things people can buy nowadays. Not, and I'm one thing I do have to acknowledge is that there's. A whole lot more bullshit out there too. There's a lot of people who are yeah. taking advantage know. of that as well. Right. I've. Uh, I mean, I'm in the digital space, and there's like I've bought courses before just to kind of see what rabbit hole it takes me down. Yeah. My rules. I can't. I won't spend more than a hundred total though. If I've yeah. tried them, and I've tried a few, and there's some that are like, all right. Definitely learned some great things, and I love it. Nowhere near the same as being in a class and going through that. But you think so? You know, I I think the classroom to me, how I've always viewed it, at least between high school years and university years, the main thing, like you're not really going there to get smarter, and you're not necessarily going there to like build the next mind breaking technology. It's just the foundation of it is a test of your work ethic. And that's how I've always kind of viewed it. And test of your work ethic, a test of your responsibility, a test of, Hey, you're on your own now. You can basically do what you want, but shit hits a fan. It's on you. And yeah. college puts you in that, puts you in that opportunity. But, you know, nowadays, you know, it, it, I mean, just being honest, the amount of information and stuff you can learn online does devalue like the secrecy and the, the uh, you know, the, the acad- academia realm, because it's like, oh, of course. if you have one thing that you know, you can literally put it out into the world to be accessible by millions. Yeah. And I think, you know, if there's probably any med students listening, Dave will tell you that there's an online course called online med ed where this uh, doctor from Louisiana has all these videos and all these things about how to uh, learn about medicine. And then also, you know, take a test like the step test. Uh, and I think a lot of med students would say that they've learned more from him and his videos than anything they've learned in a, classroom at their medical school which is just crazy to me because it's like 
Yeah. You know, this course is free, or if you're paying the subscription, you know, 50 bucks a month or whatever, whereas medical school is 50,000 a year. And so, right. You know, there's big difference here. Yeah. Big difference there. Yeah. Kind of makes you reevaluate how you might want to spend your art life. You know, we're at that age where we're getting after it and kind of built, or we are building the foundation. Right. And have been. And, you know, we're setting ourselves up for the rest of our lives. And, you know, it kind of, make, it kind of makes you think, like, are you going to put your money in just a good old, good old Roth IRA? Are you going to put it in your 401k to save up for, you know, these $300,000 schools for your kids? Or are you going to, or is, are things going to be a certain way in society where it's like, Hey, you can absolutely learn the same amount online. I don't know. It's and just kind of a just thought. online, right? Think right. about how much you've learned from, you know, your business ventures at Unify or how much Chan has learned from Casper, just, you know, doing that business or even working at Sewell. All of that. Adelaide. You might, you, you could say that you've learned more lessons from that than, you know, a business class at Baylor. 100%. 100%. That's, that's the only way I function, quite frankly. Well, I, if I can't, um, if I, if I can't, you know, understand you? it myself or do it myself, then I'm not going to do it, you know? Right. Reading a book that just doesn't do it for me. I got to see it. I got to do it. Done, cut it. Yeah. Done, done, do it. Yeah, definitely. Then turn the gears. Wish it did, honestly. Kind of feel bad that I don't sit down, you know, for two hours a day and read a book. You know, that, that seems like really peaceful and nice, but like, I just don't do it, you know? Hate to see I mean, it. I can do it. I can do it for enjoyment, but just to learn, it just doesn't stick. So... Done stick. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that should be basic knowledge. Like the more you can learn from human interaction, the more like realistic and real it is, or, you know, video, audio that's taken over books. I hate to say it. They're going to be, they're going to be a much smaller part of our world in the next 20 years than they are right now. Definitely. Shit. I mean, when's, when's the last time you went and bought like a book, like a hard back or a paperback book that you were going to like, you're going to buy this book because I really wanted to read it. I'm well, not talking like I, a medical book. I, I did actually read uh, a couple books over quarantine because it was like, you know, every day was the same. You wake up, maybe you work out. You, you're just kind of lounging around. There's not much to do. So it was like, I got to do yep. something. So I, I got um, which a really good book, uh, Catch-22, which is a classic. Or, um, oh, I've heard of that. It, I mean, it's just a hilarious book. Uh, our friend Idy's read it as well. I know, other, it, I mean, it's just hilarious. And then I, I love read how Idy reads it on. Uh, Animal Farm and... Um, I started reading 1984, both by George Orwell, um, just because I thought there was like a lot of similarities to what's going on in the world today with um, you know, all the all the crazy stuff. shit. Yeah, exactly. So that was those were a couple of good books, and I read a I, I read a couple other ones, but uh, yeah, those ones really stuck with me. And then I watched the Hulu uh, with George Clooney of Catch 22, and that was fun. So yeah, Clooney's a beauty. Oh my God. He's been crushing it for years. Yeah, he doesn't age. Really does. He's been a silver fox since he was like 15. Yeah. Man. I respect it. I admire it. And I hope I'm a silver fox. Oh, yeah. I mean, we grew up on his movies um, Ocean's Eleven and. Damn. You know, that hits home. Yeah. Saying we grew up on George Clooney movies. Shit, we're already talking like we're we're old folk. Not that young. Hey, we're just wise souls. Your birthday's in August, right? 
Yes, sir. There you go. Good old, the good old two six. You know who Ooh. else? You know who else uh, was twenty six? I'm twenty six. Who else besides us two? Okay. Anyone who has lived to twenty seven. So a lot mm. of people. So it's a good thing. That's smart. Can't get to twenty seven unless you go through twenty six. Yeah, hell of hell of a year, you know. Excited, excited to join the club, bud. Yeah. Keep it on. Oh, don't even get the shit bullshit started, (laughs) buddy. Oh, don't even. Kitchen's closed. Oh, get get the spatula. Get the spatula. Pull it out. Term term of endearment. Term of endearment. So, ladies and gentlemen, Walt and I have had a constant. What do you want to call it? A tilly, a back and forth. We call each other our little brothers. And both of us are very stern on where we stand on it. And it's still, Walt loves grabbing the good old wooden spoon and going to the spatula and, you know. Yeah, Pete, Pete, makes thinks, it up the old like pot. To, Pete thinks I like to stir the pot and uh, I know you don't. I do no, sometimes. You're, I do. You're, you're a good guy, Walt. You don't we all like, like to get, you know, each other, but that's how we're, you know, we're good friends. But, you know, Pete and I got a special relationship because we played similar positions in rugby and we're, similar sizes and we like to throw elbows at each other and kind of wrestle each other and beat each other up a little bit. So that's what we, we call each beat other. the shit out of each other on various occasions. And it was yeah. all, it was all chill. Like after that, always, like, ha- always has been five seconds later, we're back to just chilling on the couch. Absolutely. Laughing our butts off. So it's, it's a good time. Just and like all, brother show. Just like brother should let the boys have fun. Yeah. One of the things Walt and I do, uh, when we get a little tuned up and they're, you know, out and about. We've done it on a few occasions where we do the shoulder ramming. And um, it's basically a drill that a, a lot of people do to get ready for a rugby game. It prepares you to tackle people. You launch your shoulder into the other person's chest or body. So Walt and I get a couple, couple uh, fireballs in us and – get some of those going, especially if we had a bye week, but we still wanted to get a little extra work in. Yeah. We would, it would get rough, it'd get rowdy, and yeah. And I always, think a lot of the- Always uh, a good time. A lot of the girls, especially that weren't familiar with rugby at the uh, parties at the TCL, would get a little concerned and be like, are they gonna fight or is something gonna happen? And no, it's fine. It's, they're just having a good time. Yeah, everyone knew. We never, we never, we're not, we never caused a ruckus. We just, no, we're, I getting, just I, we're committed to the game. Right. Right. Committed, committed to the game, runs through the veins, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, we have so many uh, stories and experiences and, um, that's where we really grew up together was on the rugby pitch because, uh, you know, Pete had been playing rugby a lot longer than I had and he taught me a lot. Um, but you know, like battling on the field together and, you know, going, staying in a hotel in Norman, Oklahoma together and all those things that, that really brings you together. One for the bucks though, no doubt. Oh man. Jeez. Uh, I mean, you're, do you, or do you remember the uh, hotel we stayed at in Lubbock? It was Lubbock. It was 2013. It was yeah. Uh, yep. It was, it was early a, September sevens tournament. It was like a Motel Eight with like it had like a cool lobby though. Very cool lobby. Light, lots of trees and uh, you know water yeah. thingy. You know, like seemed, seemed all fine thing. and dandy. Yeah. yeah. And it was. Wasn't comfy, but hey, we went out the next day and kicked ass. It was comfier than the field we had to play on. Oh yeah. The thing was, so the the ground over there in Lubbock, Texas is not the best. Um, I don't think grass had grown on that field for about 10 years. And they just threw straw from the hay field next door onto it and said, play ball. So 
Play ball, fellas. We, we here's a, here's essentially punches. a concrete floor with some bullshit scattered over it. Now go yeah. tackle each other. Full, full go, and play a game. And we rose to the occasion, and oh we, yeah, we stomped a lot of opponents that day. Also, yeah. though, that ground, it took some people out. It, it sure oh, yeah. did. A bunch of knees and a bunch of elbows and a bunch of ears and all of that. A lot of them were blasted open, unfortunately. Oh, man. Jeez. What's the most insane injury you've had from rugby? So the only thing, like, really bad I've had is that I uh, – tore my tendon in my finger, so I can't, you know, bend it all the way. Just to right there, I can't bend this last part. I uh, did that against Oklahoma and Texas. Do it up here. Can I, can I see the – I want to see the flex of flexation. Huh. So, just the last one I can't do. So, it's, you're, calling it, you're calling it quits there with your finger. You can't go any – you can't go like can't that. can't go any farther. Can't, I can do it if I – If you force her. Yep. Force it. But, yeah, but don't be doing that. No, no. I mean, it doesn't hurt. But yeah, that's uh, that ended my junior year false season for the most part after the Oklahoma game. Yeah, um, that was a tough loss. All of our losses to Oklahoma were tough, but yeah, that that one especially. Brother, what about couldn't, you? Couldn't couldn't agree more. Uh, what about me? What? What's your toughest injury? Toughest injury. Hmm. I will say that I've been pretty lucky for the most part and not had any really bad injuries in rugby. Actually, I've had a few that, like, were bad, but, like, nothing too shitty where it was, like, a snap, snap neck or a broken forearm yeah. or any of that. Anyways, I guess my worst would be I tore my quad. That was Oops. not fun. That was painful. Felt like I literally got shot with a shotgun in the middle of my quad. And I just felt my quadricep muscles just. Holy cow. And I had to get rushed to the ER. And it was during a practice, middle of December in Waco. And. It was right before like a holiday weekend, so a lot of the, a lot of people had already been out of town, and I was going to I was doing a drill against Nate and Campbell, like a rucking drill, both of them at the same yeah. time. Or we were doing that, um, you know that uh, I think it's the Aussie pastoral where it's two bags, two bags, two bags, two bags, and you yeah. run down the laneway. Yeah. yeah. I think it was that one, but we were doing like no bags. Intense. Good yeah. good drill to get you good at rugby. But ran into ran into big greasy Nate and it was a cold day and I was tighter than a tighter McTiderson. So this was your senior year. This was, yeah. Senior year. It was luckily it was like in November and we only had one or two more. We only had one more A-side game before the uh, winter break. So I ended yeah. up only missing one game. Wow. Yeah. So it wasn't a huge tear. It, it, I was, I was out for like eight weeks, but since Christmas happened, yeah, we didn't, you know, we don't play much in, December and then we're back in January right and we had like it's a like game yeah we yeah. had like a game at the end of January and I played in that now but you didn't need surgery I didn't need surgery but I did have to wear this thing on my uh one of those stabilizer things for oh, okay. like a month month and a half I was yeah. I think I was supposed to wear it for like two months but I I'm not – I hate that shit. Yeah. I know you got to do it, but, like, 
You probably uh, just put a bunch of tiger balm on it and stemmed it. And you know, I've got my whole preparation. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things people can do that they have no idea about that can really help you heal a lot faster. So you don't have to feel shitty all the time. And if you figure those things out and do them, it can help you. Right. Especially what works for your body, you know? No doubt. No doubt. Howdy there, ladies and gents. It is your good friend here, Commercial Peter, checking on in, saying what's Gucci. Anyways, I hope you're loving the podcast so far. And if you're not, you might need to go to a mental hospital to get checked out. But anyways, we're back to the podcast. Peter and Walter are having a good time, shooting the breeze. And take it away, fellas. Three days later. Hum. Hum. Um, meditation. Do it. Call 1-800-MEDITATION. You need it. All right, now that we got the old sponsor out of the way, how you doing, Walt? Not too bad. Not too shabby? Not too. Not too shitty? I'm doing fantastic, as a matter of fact. I like the robe. That's so, you know, that's swaggerific. As they decided to slip into something a little more comfortable. Ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. You gotta let the body breathe. You gotta let you the body what, breathe. That's very important for skin health. People don't people don't think about that. You got a point. But it's true. They really don't. It's a very true thing. Your skin's like a. Uh, a source of life. It's like a forest, basically. It needs oh, air. Yeah. It needs oxygen. It needs water. It needs it needs nutrients. Sunshine. It needs sunshine. It needs the whole nine yards because yeah. on a mo- molecular level, it's life. And Hundo P needs, needs what it needs. There's no doubt about that. Well, I do love these shades. I'm actually going to slip them on off and try out the original. Why not? Put them back on. We like these. Child of the 80s. Or the thug. You like the thug life ones better. Oh, brother. I like these ones. The, you know, I've worn this, this same style of shades for three years and as 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 insane as this type of style of sunglasses is which it's insane we can be honest they're the most effective and useful sunglasses I i call my i call my tactical shades huh they so this style of sunglasses is actually made for like bike racers, Lance Armstrong yeah. type shit. Yeah. And um, they wear them so that when they're zooming at, you know, thousand miles an hour down the French mountains, they're not getting beetles and flies that are smacking against their eyes, which makes sense. And, you know, they, super polarized and they give you maximal coverage which i'm a huge fan of that right yeah and they just look cool and they do look great i'm happy you think that will yeah you see that they're pretty awesome in my opinion you gotta be someone with confidence if you're walking into you know texas live or any sports bar in texas with these shades you do. And is the confidence is the confidence always warranted? Hey. Probably not. Doesn't matter. Maybe not. Maybe so. Maybe it was a hell of a day where I can, you know, shine bright. But regardless, main reason, tactical. Yeah. 
tactical. So Peter, how have you been dealing, you know, with this craziness in Texas? Like I, I, I came yeah. to Texas right before all of it started. I haven't really been back since, but what, what's been like the day to day, the craziness, what have you been doing to stay sane? Excellent question. And I have, I've made my best effort to take honestly advantage of this time to, cause trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. But one thing that Corona's done for me, which is honestly, I, I didn't even, couldn't even comprehend that something like this would happen prior to Corona is that, you know, sports not being played or on TV or a part of our life shut down completely. I got to see how big of a part of, part of my life that sports is, which I still love. I, you know me, I'll, I'll be buried in the grave with all my Cowboys memorabilia and it's going to be, it's going to be a hell of a time. Good collection. But, um, you know, it showed me how much time I spent on sports. And then because of that, I realized, wow, I actually have a lot of time and things that I really do love in the world that I can dive into a little bit more and get after a little bit more now that I'm, yeah. you know, not – not playing get rugby games or not practicing, still training my ass off. But, you know, that team, competitive nature, being on the field. But same with, like, watching it. You know, it's it's been absent, which that's always what I thrive on and what I love. But it's been good to uh, – you know, I've been forced to – have to use that time in a different manner. So I've tried to make my best use of it, but yeah, at the same time, I'm ready to get after it. I mean, I'm ready to get back, back. You know, with the team, with, with, you know, sports, with sports in full effect, in full swing. Well, that's pretty cool. You probably, you probably learned some things about yourself that you obviously wouldn't have if this never had happened. So Oh, well, it just would have looked line. probably a hell of a lot longer, but 100%. Yeah. No, and I'm the same way. But, it, yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm a big football guy. So, if this yeah. affects football, you know, it's like that's fine and dandy if they want to take away hockey and basketball. But if they take football, that's a different story. So. Big different story. Don't yeah. touch! Don't touch our football. I mean, I was watching Sports Center, and they literally put the man. Get this, people! Top ten Dallas Cowboys on Sports Center, and I. The I love day that I'm going on. Day I'm going on with you, of course, no less. They show it. Emmett Smith, number one. Karma, which is debatable, but you know. As greatest cowboy of all time, right? You, I don't know if people, you know. It, it's it's hard to even name ten great Cowboys alone. I. Oh my God! Stop before stop before this <laughs> shit gets out of hand, buddy. Pump the brakes on that one. Don't even get me. Now we're talking about we've Chicago got Bears. ten legends already playing on our roster Bears. right now. Oof. I don't know about that. Let's not. Let's not. You know what? Well, you and I get too intense and insane when it comes to Bears Cowboys. I wish the best for the Bears. I really do. And I appreciate I, that. I hope you feel. I think you guys got a hell of a coach. With yeah. Mike McCarthy. I do. I think he, he can't be any worse than Jason Garrett. So, Ain't that the truth. <laughs> we, just, we just needed a, you know, a coach's coach. Is Mike McCarthy the best coach's coach? No, but he's, he's got a ring. Which Well, they were talking today about C.D. Lamb and how you know, all these great slot receivers came out of Green Bay. And now that you guys got C.D. Lamb, yep. you got Michael Gallup and – Amari Cooper, like it's going to be. I mean, if Dak can't succeed with that, I don't know. He can't succeed anywhere. I agree. I I love Dak, and I'm Dak's probably one of his biggest supporters. Like, yeah. there's there's definitely some people torn on Dallas who are like, oh, we don't need to pay him money. 
or we don't need to, or, you know, we should be doing a lot better, but Dak's messing it up. But I've always felt like, you know, Dak's a leader and a hell of a player, but, you know, if, if you don't do it this year, you really don't have any excuse. I mean, you got Zeke. I mean, you got everybody. So this he's got to either you're, you do it this year and you get paid and, or you don't and you're out. Yep. But that's Dallas. You know, they expect to win every year. Every year. We need to win. Don't expect. Yeah. We need to. Yeah. You know how I am, brother. Oh, we yeah. better we better get it this year. I need it every single year. Every game. I've watched it intensely. Shed a few tears. I've shed a lot. <laughs> I'm I'm an honest man. I've shed a lot. And there's been a lot of pain. And, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there that I think, geez, this is crazy. He loves that team that much. Yes. Weed and boys. And you can take that to the bank till the day I die. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys Nation. Now, did it's you, part of, it's you part of me. Big, were you always a big Cowboys fan? Is your dad a big Cowboys fan too? Out of the womb. Or your mom? No, or actually – this is how it started. I honestly remember being a kid, being about four years old, four or five. And I literally was on the couch one day playing with a remote, flipped it to the, a game, just. Yeah. And just watched it. And I was, was like, this is awesome. And wow. then. I, I think Quincy Carter was our quarterback. And he was, like, really entertaining, but also did some crazy shit. <laughs> and, yeah, literally ever since I have any memories of my life, like, since adolescence, I've, like, had huge love for the boys, Cowboys. Yeah. Hundo P. Huh. Hundo P. How about you with the, the Bears? What's the backstory? I've been, I've been a Bears fan most of my life. My dad was a, a big Bears fan, um, especially in the 80s when they won the Super Bowl. And he had, like, a really big respect for Walter Payton, um, which is kind of the reason he, he he had a big respect for people named Walter. So he, had, he loved Walter Payton, Walter Cronkite, and Walter, Walter Disney. And that's how I got my name because he said never met a bad Walter. Uh, you know, hopefully I don't break that streak. But yeah, so then obviously I got my Walter Payton jersey and read his book and all those things. And I just Chicago sports fan, especially growing up, kid of the '90s. You know, Michael Jordan and oh yeah, Space Jam. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I probably watched Space Jam over 50 times when I was a yeah. kid, and it was just Chicago sports for me all day. Brother, I love it. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I've been heartbroken like you. I've shed tears, especially the double doink with against oh. your hated rivals, the Philly Philly Eagles, the Philly Cheesesteaks. But we're going to get them this year. The double doinker was tough. Yeah. So was uh, Des caught it. So I feel your pain on that, brother. Des, Des, Des did catch it. Yes, he did, brother. You know, they, I the Packers. Yep. Des, Des caught it. <sighs> gets, gets me emotional. Good thing I got the yeah. shades on. <laughs> yeah. The Cowboys are a hell of a team. No doubt oh, yeah. about that. I mean, that was – the Cowboys was – I think oh. that was one of the first um, – Yeah, had my ring football. on. Didn't even know. Had my Cowboys ring on. Five uh, – Ooh, five carries. This is number four, but yeah, it's a great thing. Dallas that was my first best team in the world. That was one of that was one of the first. Um, I think it was like the second or third pro stadium I'd ever been to was like the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, and you know at that time it was the biggest uh, indoor tele, you know TV screen and all that. And we you know. Me and my buddy Dan and uh, Tyler Griffin went up for the Texas Tech Baylor game, and we 
got some Bud Light Platinums and drank them in the parking Ooh. lot. That was just, inc- yeah, I mean, that was incredible because it's just this huge building out in the big parking lot next to, you know, the Rangers Stadium. and It's like uh, a spaceship, honestly. Yeah, and it's, I think really it's 9,000 people. and Over 100. Crazy. It's like 104,000 capacity. Wow. Jerry, Jerry knows what he's doing in that regard. Jerry, yeah, fuck yeah. Jerry, you know, a lot of people hate him. Sure. I don't, I don't care what you think about him. But you got to respect one thing. The guy has the guy has turned a minuscule investment in the grand scheme of things Ooh. into an empire. You know? Smartest guy from Arkansas, that's for sure. Most – well, a lot of good people from Arkansas. <laughs> but, um, uh, well, you know. Okay, we'll edit that out. We'll leave it in, brother. We're all about true colors on the show. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm being a funny guy. Walt's being a funny guy. Um, shit, I forgot where we were. Well, Pete, you know, I live – so, you know, I moved to Cleveland, and yeah. I live – um, I live downtown, so I live within, you know, walking distance of the Brown Stadium. And I live about, if you were running, if you sprinted, you could get to the Indians or the uh, Cavaliers Arena in a minute. Um, if I was sprinting, it'd be 30 seconds, but, you know. Right. Uh, you got some wheels on you. Yeah. I mean, you know. So you got to come visit. I think it's a hell of a time. Um Indians are pretty good, I think. Brown's got Baker, OBJ. It's right on the Blake. It's a beautiful scene. I gotta tell you, I will. I will come visit you, Walt. No doubt about that. But not a big fan of Browns. They got a lot of. They got a lot of players who were former Baylor rivals or former Cowboy rival players. Really, Baker, OU, OBJ. Giants. Giants. Um, I got a few Giants players on defense, but I know you're not a Cleveland. You're not a Cleveland fan. You're just here in the here in the believe land, as LeBrus would say. Yeah, I think this town. You feel the belief? I don't know, man. This is it's an it's a really interesting town. Um, A lot of history. People here are like very industrious, very blue collar. Um, you know, being from Iowa, it's pretty much like the same weather and, you know, uh, ecology with the trees and the plants, like it's all the same, but it is, it's a very old town, you know, like Rockefellers and Car- Carnegie's, so a lot of history. So it's really interesting, but these people are just a lot different than what I'm used to. And they have a passion their sports team like I've never seen. I mean, they right. love their sports. Ohio State, the Browns, the Indians, the Cavs, they are in 100%. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I respect that about Cleveland. Born ready. Well, I think it's time for one of my favorite parts of the Hand Planet podcast, and that is – the legendary Woody Rogers. Let's do it. Been waiting all, right. all night. Been waiting all night. Just so the vision's all tuned up. Gonna switch to the old Clark Kent's. Ooh. Senor. Si, senor. Walter, are you ready, sir? Yes, Peter. Would you rather get into a fight with Rambo or with Zetaminata? Ooh. That's a good one. This is a good one. uh, I'm taking Rambo for the record. Why? Because Rambo is in a machine, and if I've got to kill them, it's – you know, 
Okay. You're so swimming we're, up we're shit creek either the, way. So we're talking about the actual character, not just the uh, actor who plays them. Correct. Yeah. Okay, because actually that that makes it better because I was thinking that, you know, Sylvester Stallone, he's got some boxing moves because he's a unit still. He's in better shape though than but so everything outside of the question is up for interpretation. Right, right. You know the so, you know the rules. Yeah, I mean if it was the actors, I'd still I'd I mean I would still go Terminator because I think yeah. Arnold's like six two and I I don't even think uh Sylvester's six foot. But yeah, I mean, I would rather, I'd definitely take uh, Rambo. Smaller guy, I could probably wrestle him to the ground, maybe. Terminator, he's made out of like metal. He's probably like two tons. He'd kill me. His name is the Terminator. All right, well, question number two coming right up. An unusual one we have here. Would you rather walk lying down or sleep standing still? What? Walk lying down? Yep. So I think that means that like you have to you have to roll places like if you want to go there or you have to be laying down to get somewhere. Like that's how you okay. walk essentially. Or, or sleep standing still. So I guess at least how I'm looking at it is that that means like you can't touch anyone like when you're going to sleep i don't know it's i would much rather that's a, that's an easy one right like why would you not want to sleep s still yeah you're not bothering anybody makes sense <laughs> or no you know what maybe it's asking like standing up would you rather be able to like essentially walk or travel from point a to point b while you're just laying like on a bed and you're getting Ooh. transported or would you rather be able to just like wherever you are stop like i could stop right now and just go to sleep or i could be standing Ooh. up and just go to sleep like that to let myself like recover maybe that's Ooh. how it's getting asked well in that case i'd much rather be able to like fall asleep wherever you know because like Right. Think about all the times that you're just doing nothing and you're like, or on a bus or, or, you know, in the car, if you're like, ah, if I could just fall asleep, I'd be refreshed for the next time, for the next thing that we're going to do. I mean, you're great at it. You, can, you sleep on the floor all the time, but most people don't have that ability. It ain't fun, but I, I will, I will do it and have done it. It's just because you know me, my engine is going go, go, at go. high rpms and when i need to sleep it is kind of like that so i love walking but i am going to go with the same answer okay all right well good question here would you rather be smart but broke or stupid but rich Mark of broke. Rich but stupid. You know. I'm taking. I'm I've taking been... number one. Really? Yep. I feel like if you're smart and you do understand the world, like in a good intellectual way, you'll be able to be happy with what you have but if you're right. stupid that's maybe something you can't do i don't know but, but at the same time isn't like ignorance bliss like you see all these reality tv stars and they're rich and living in malibu and huge houses and they're just like chilling they're happy they're dumb as hell but they got a big pool and a big house yeah i mean don't get me wrong looks like a damn good time but legacy wise if you're that if you're that person you're most likely if you don't do anything with yourself and that's what you're remembered as i guess 
Tough question. Yeah. That's that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, would you rather have no eyebrows or just one big eyebrow? Dude, have you you got to go with one because have you seen people without any eyebrows? It's creepy. It does not look normal. It looks like yeah. it looks like there's a problem. And I already I already got a little bit of a unibrow anyway, so it's that's an easy one for me. You trim her up a little bit. Yeah, you know you gotta. Yeah, oh sure. It, but, but you know. part of the part of the process. Yeah, part of the. You in the same boat? Oh yeah, I mean, I I try and you know keep everything nice and manscaped. Oh, I meant I meant your I meant your answer. Oh, um, yeah, I am in the same boat. Okay. Yeah. Definitely need my eyebrows. Very important that people don't think this, but your eyebrows are a big part of how much emotion you show. They frame your face. They really do. Whatever you're doing with the eyebrows, it, it, it's a part of the, it's part of what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Are they working for you? Yeah. Surprised. All types of angry, all types of fun things. Yeah, yeah the, the angry, intense. All right, well, would you rather be invisible to people of the same sex or people of the opposite sex? Oh, brother. That's, that's, whoo. That's an interesting one. Ooh. I'm going into the crazy bag tonight. And then, and then this one is like the tough one when you have to like interpret what's not said because if it's like I'm invisible to women all the time, then that let's, sucks. Yeah, let's just right? go. Let's just go with you want to see the boys, but you have to bring your woman along with you because amazing lady you got. Yeah, I got a good one here actually. Would you rather? Lose all of your memories, or unfortunately go blind. Two shitty things, but what would you do? I'd have to lose all my memories. Because people could tell me about things, and I could see pictures, and I could, you know, relive videos, and, um, you know, restart those friendships. But if I don't have my eyes then I'm not making any new memories. And that would be really sad, I think. I agree. It's a tough one. Walt, you got a good amount of videos? Oh, I mean, home videos I got. And you can see that and be like, oh, that's how. Yeah, you know, without your eyes, that's yeah. that's a rough life. And we're young. Yeah, we got to oh, live yeah. another years or something. Got a lot of the world to see. Yeah. Got a lot of other eyes to look at. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I encourage people to to record as much of their life as they can or get it get it documented. Get it into you're the cloud. Big, you're a big picture guy, aren't you? Well, I'm a big primary ideally, yes, I do love pictures. Yeah. You know, I I have my creative side. I'm not going to doubt that or deny that. I'm proud of that. And, but it all stems from me just wanting to make a damn good story. People don't know that about you. Some, a lot do. A creative side. There are, there are a lot who do know Walt. Oh no, I know. But when they see you, they're like, Oh, this unit, big, Big beef. Unit guy. And then oh. pe- when they get to know you, they know that you, you're, you're creative, you're artistic. and Well, it all comes it all, people. It, it arises them? Is that what you saw? Oh, surprises. Surprises. <laughs> you know what? I, I agree. Yeah, it can catch people off guard, but hey, I, Here, I try I got, and embrace I got, I, it. Can I, can I do one? Can you do one what? Of the uh, would you rather? I'd I'd love for you to, brother Walt. Fire away. Would you please do? 
Would you rather be Mr. Universe and the strongest guy okay. ever or okay. be the world's greatest artist? Strongest guy ever. <laughs> Still a meathead. There's a lot of great artists out there, but just between those two, yeah. honestly, I don't aspire to be any of those, either of those. I got a lot of respect for being the strongest man in the world and Mr. Universe, because I know that's a lot, but I don't want to be an artist. I want, I want to be a creator. I, I, I ain't about slapping paint against a poster and calling it art. I'm about documenting, you know, maybe I'm more of a, his, like a creative historian. You know, I just want to document as much of the good shit in my life and in other people's yeah. lives so that everything that I document or create can last for eternity years after yeah. I'm gone. And so that yeah. can benefit people after that. Yeah. So maybe I am just a creative historian. What do you like think? Like a colorful, about? like a journalist. Nope. That has nope. Their own nope. Style. nope. You know what I mean? Nope, 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 not, not, a, so? not, not a colorful journalist. I don't think, because you got to write if you're, a, if you're a journalist. I'm not. Well, you know what I mean. Uh, you know, I like making a, I like making a video. I like having a cocktail and I like yeah. shooting the breeze and yeah, putting some good ideas together and making those ideas come to life and. You know, good things come from that. That's that's where I'm at, brother. In yeah, you love to see it. Do you have any other? Do you have any other? Would you rather? Ooh, let me think. Would you rather? This one right here, Walt. I love it. Would you rather be able to control fire or control water? Ooh, we got Avatar the Last Airbender, huh? Yeah, we got Airbender vibe going. Man. You first. I think you got to go, like, that's a tough one because for me, when I was playing Pokemon growing up, I'd always go with the Charmander. Big fire guy. I always thought it was, like, a way cooler Charizard thing. Absolutely. Yeah, beast. exactly. So... Like, I have that going, but just uh, with water, like, there's so much more. I mean, what, like, 70% of the earth is covered by water, and you could just, like, control the oceans and everything, control the rain in Africa, and, like, Toto. Be crazy. I think be, you got to go water, right? Just like Toto. You got to go water. I feel like you got more yeah. of that to work with. Yeah. Yep. Fire would just be a hassle. Like you'd burn down your house or something and be like, shit, palm fired off again. I'm sorry, fellas. And it's like my, my house that I've worked on and built for 20 years is just randomly in flames after a poker night. Yeah. You don't want that happening. You get a fire hand and it's just all of a sudden your house is gone. Yeah. Like how do you control that thing? How do you turn that thing off? <laughs> These are the questions that need to be asked in this world. Yeah. And Walt, it's a pleasure to ask them with you, my good friend, on this fine Texas evening. And for you, a Cleveland evening. And I had a good time tonight. Nice. Did you have a good time? Oh, yeah. Good. Heck of a time. Hell of a time. Well. Oh, yep, 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 yep. My bad, Walt. I know that's not a, a word in your vocabulary. It shouldn't be one in mine, as a matter of fact. We're working on it, babe. Let's just say With so. therapy and time. Oh, be... come on. No <laughs> therapy needed, brother. You know, it's just jargon. Well, brother, had a blast. Always have a blast. I know you're doing great things. And you know that uh, I'm fired up and hyped. 
for what's to come. We've got a lot of great memories and good times and lessons learned inked into the past, into history. We just put down another big one tonight. Yeah. And we're going to keep adding to that book of Walter and Peter, Adventures. Got to read it. New York Times bestseller, as a matter of fact. Been on the list for, I think, six weeks straight. Yep. So doing great. Read. Doing great. Good tablet uh, book. Anyways, that'll be coming out soon, ladies and gentlemen, probably within the next five years. So keep your eye out for it. You'll use the code um, Ham Planet Episode 8, and you'll get uh, 69% off on our book. So, super excited about that. Well, thanks for having me on, Pete. It was a pleasure. Always is a pleasure, Walt. Always is a good time. Oh, and to you ladies and gents out there, do me and Walt a favor. If you love the podcast or, you know what, even if you just enjoyed a few minutes or maybe even a little snippet, that made you chuckle, made you smile. Do us all and share this with your best friend, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, Rick down the street. You know, even send it to maybe someone you haven't talked to in a while. And you said, hey, these guys, Walt, Pete, they're pretty funny. And they have a good story to share. Check it out. We'd greatly appreciate that. And... We'll send you off into the evening with a good cheers. Stay smooth. Stay suave. And always remember to send it. Good night, ladies and gents. Till next time.